Hey y'all, uh, before this episode gets started, I just wanted to let y'all know that, uh, maybe y'all know, maybe y'all noticed already, but we have a new logo for the podcast. A uh, big shout out to, uh, I want to get his name right. Big shout out to Matt Jackson, MC Bearcat seven five five seven on Twitter, for designing this logo for us. We really appreciate it. This is probably the perf- the best logo we could have ever possibly gotten for this podcast. It uh, allowed us to retire that crude jersey design we had earlier, and I really really like this uh, logo. I just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, that we do have a new logo. Shout out the person who made it. Go toss him a follow on Twitter. He did a fantastic job on this. Killed it. And with that being said, uh, let's let's get to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. And that's blocked by Turner. And welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the Pacing Forward podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you tuned in last week, we appreciate you tuning in again this week. We appreciate you even more. Um, my name is Cammy, the house that Cammy built. You should already know this by now if you watched last week. And my co-host... Dom. Uh, just want to say thank you for everybody that listened to us last week and put up with, uh, you know... Our mic situation, and yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully this week you'll tune into us even more because uh, we're going to be addressing more of your questions today. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll just get right to it. Uh, nothing major happened. Nothing major happened this past week. Um, the Indiana Pacers only played one game, which was last night. In I, fact. Would, I wouldn't say nothing major happened. Um, all-Star Weekend was Oh, great, well, so. yeah, yeah. All-Star Weekend, um, James Harden playing his first game for Philly. All that stuff happened, oh, yeah. but Pacers wise, only we only played one game. Although it was a very important game, we gotta we gotta we gotta address that. It's a very important game. It was against, yeah. We have a lot to talk about from that game because you know we love we love to dissect basketball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, whole, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, based on who our opponent was this year, uh, not this year, but based on who our opponent was last night. Uh, knowing our situation in the draft and our situation um, going forward as rebuilding, we had a pretty important opponent, opponent and we uh, delivered with a, a loss, of course. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we were all devastated when Shea Gilgis-Alexander went down with his injury prior Absolutely. to the All-Star break. Yes, sir. Uh, especially us, because, you know, as a tanking team, we wanted our tanking rifles obviously, you know, win more games. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander does that. So upon hearing that he was healthy, you know, we were very happy to see him back in that OKC jersey. And he delivered, and he destroyed us. Last yeah, time. yeah, a- a- absolutely. I mean, barring a a incredible late game, uh, late fourth quarter uh, uh, game-tying shot by Lance Stevenson, um, all the pieces yeah. really fit together last night. I mean, the young guys showed out. Let me pull up some stats from last night. Um, and as you're as you're doing that, we just want to give a quick shout out to Trey Mann because uh, yes, I, I didn't know how good the dude was. Yes, yesterday. yes, yes. When we that went, was actually uh, my first Trey Mann game. And yeah, 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 absolutely. I think he's got a great future in this league for sure. Twenty-two, four, and five. Um, Trey Mann, uh, Baisley had fourteen and ten. Roby had a double double. Shea had thirty six eight and five. Um, Pokushevsky had thirteen. Theo Maldion had fourteen. And on on the Pacers side, I mean, good games basically for everybody. We had Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald surprisingly twenty nine seven and five. We had yeah. O'Sha- o- we had O'Shea Brissett ten points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, I I I'm pretty sure you shot it pretty. Pretty bad from three uh, last night. But, yeah, you know, yeah, true. But um, seeing seeing a double double for Shea is always yeah good. double double, especially with that many rebounds. The guys like what six seven six eight. Yeah, yeah. It's, so yeah, it's it's, pr- it's and he's pretty cool. Power forward pretty perfectly. So, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course, our guy Tyrese uh, fourteen and eleven. Um, even though the, he did take an ill-advised shot at around the end of overtime, but that's all right. Uh, I feel I feel like every every one of those mistakes he does, he does ten things that are uh, that redeem the mistake. 
and you know me, me and Cammy, uh, you know we we were both on different sides last night. So I personally was not satisfied by Tyrese's game yesterday because the thing for me, you know, I, I like every night that Tyrese goes out there, I want to see him drop like twenty. And even though that might not, you know, sophomore player, that might not be the mindset I should be in right now. You know, you know, having 11 assists and 14, 14 points, I, I need more of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I'm hoping he'll give us more of that um, against the Celtics our next game. Absolutely. But, you know, but, still, but the 11 assists, you know, holding in on that, I mean, the dude is... Is one of the better passers that we that the Pacers have ever had. Ever through. had not not e- not even so, in the past ten whatever years ever. Yeah, so like I mean, his passing, his playmaking, he's got a he's got a great playmaking future in this league. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, talking about uh, those uh, eleven assists, you know, we saw him um, giving out dimes to everybody, and one of those guys that he did pass to was Isaiah Jackson, seventeen and six in twenty three minutes for that guy. Yeah, we we yeah, Isaiah Jackson. We can't get enough of him. Exactly. Um, I mean, if we pull every up- time he goes down with injury, though, we're you know, you know it's, it's terror. It's horrible to see, and and just to see him like finally play a full game. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Jackson has been killing it for us this year. In fact, if I pull yeah. up his per 36-minute stats, because this year he's played 21 games, started three. He's on, he's averaged around 10 minutes a game. But if you look at his per 36 stats, 22 points, 10 rebounds, and 3.3 blocks. I mean, this guy fell to us in the second round. That's the yeah, thing that we got to yeah, remember. Yeah, like, ex- exactly, exactly. To be a second round pick and to to have hit the production that he's having and to be like one of the brighter spots of the Pacers well, is well, just well, great co- to see. Correct, correction. Uh, he was a twenty first pick. Oh, he was the twenty first. Oh, I thought he was the twenty second. I mean, but even yeah, to the, fall that low yeah, is the, just insane. Yeah, to me. the twenty second pick to the Lakers. He was traded to the Wizards and then to the Pacers, I believe, which sent Aaron Holiday to the Wizards. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, shout out Aaron Holiday. He's doing all right for the Suns. Maybe he could go win a championship. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Isaiah Jackson, he's, he's, like, really nice. And, you know, I don't think anybody's questioning his potential because he's already you, you already see the potential there. Absolutely, the, 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 two way, the, the two-way you know, potential. The, the, the thing with Duarte is, you know, people are going to question, you know, him being a 24-year-old rookie. But, like, Isaiah Jackson, he's still young. He's still got pep in his step. Exactly. Like, like Isaiah know. Jackson, with him being only 20, with him only recently having turned 20 years old and him playing this well when the, when the, when the lights are on is just fantastic. Mm. You know, we talk about last game. Dude had 22 minutes and five blocks. If five blocks. Last five game? blocks last night. Five blocks. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I love the kid so much. Like, I, I didn't think that he was going to be... Because, you know, Pacers rookies, like, they're never really... You know, we've, we, we've never really had, like, a like a hit... Or we haven't had a hit rookie since Paul George. Right, so, right. Exactly. We saw like some potential in Cassius Stanley and, uh, and all the other draft picks, but we never really like felt like we hit on anybody. Exactly. Except th- this year we've smashed it. Yeah. This year we've... Like getting two, two picks that are actually like producing like really good is, is amazing. Exactly. And then you combine that with guys... And then you combine that with guys like uh, uh, Terry Taylor... Uh, who uh, who else? Um, Dwayne Washington, even though he's been kind of iffy, but that's I like his defense last game. What was that? I like I like Dwayne Washington's defense a little. Yeah, bit yeah, Dwayne game. Dwayne's defense was alright last game, even though he didn't fill up the stat mm. sheet, only three points and three assists, but he did a lot of things that didn't show up in the stat sheet in only twelve minutes. So yeah, shout mm. out to him. And also another shout out to our guy. Please stay with us, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, man. Jalen Smith, man. This guy has. Oh been, man. This guy has been balling out for us. Sixteen points, six rebounds, two assists. It's just like the the fact that this guy. I wonder. I wonder. It, it makes you wonder, like, if Jalen Smith, like, would have taken like a huge jump, like, if his rookie season wasn't playing behind, you know, the offensive caliber big that is DeAndre Ayton. Um, if he if he was like the starter for for any basketball team, 
like rebuilding one, especially like it makes you wonder like would he have been, you know, like uh, the real deal this year because yes. you know you, yes. you already you already yes. see that he has ounces of potential. Like he's a great player already. Yeah, so exactly. So just to, like think what would happen if he had more run is just like what what could have been basically. Facts. That's that's one hundred percent true. And hell, you you uh, you look at what he did when Aiton and uh, Javale McGee were out when they stopped playing in mm-hmm. the power forward and realized this guy's supposed to be playing center. You look at this guy. He yeah. averaged a fifteen point double double in those games that he started. And I don't know how the Suns saw that and decided, yeah, we're gonna trade this guy away. Well, the thing with that is that they did decline his team option, which is a dumb decision, really dumb decision. And of course, they dumped it on us, and you know they got back a uh, really good player in Tory Craig. Yeah, um, true, true. And Tory Craig is obviously gonna he's gonna defend the hell out of the ball for them. But giving us a young player like Jalen Smith, who could potentially resign, hopefully, please yeah, resign. Exactly, and uh, giving uh, it and, back uh, to us was yeah. perfect. One of the better things about uh, us having Jalen Smith is that we do have his early bird rights. And early bird mm-hmm. rights, I explained this to you earlier, but early bird rights mm-hmm. are when uh, a player spends two consecutive seasons with a team. Uh, the exemption allows the player to resign for 175% of their previous salary or 104.5% okay. of the league's average salary, which, whichever one is higher. So what 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 would that round out to like eight million dollars that we could potentially give him in yes, the off season? I, I believe I believe I believe so. Let me check. Uh, four point seven times one point seventy five is around eight point two million dollars. Yes. Okay. okay. And I think I, I'm hoping I think uh, eight million dollars a year combined with him getting an increased role, and I'm sure him and Kevin Pritchard have had this talk before. I mean, it's not like Jalen showed up and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave next year." Or the, him and uh, our front office have not talked because I know for a fact him and KP have definitely had this conversation. Where like, all right, we know that uh, you're gonna be expiring soon, and we're not gonna have that big of a chance to resign you. But listen, you play well this year. You show us you have a spot. We're gonna sign you for one year on whatever, however much we can give you. And then the next year, when you become, uh, when the restriction wears off, we're gonna give you a big contract, essentially. Yeah, and, and like I, yeah. right now we're in like a center log jam of like Miles Turner, exactly. Isaiah Jackson, uh, Jalen Smith. You know where we, you know, we might need to move on from one of them. Speaking of um, the guy we need to move on from, Goga Batadze only played one minute last night and had a rebound. So and Rick, Rick Carlisle, you know, he's again, again, he's been a really good coach for us, and you know. He's seen, you know, Goga can't bang around with some of the better bigs in the yeah. league. So giving more run to Isaiah Jackson and Terry Taylor exactly. has really improved exactly. our overall defensive scheme. Exactly. And the thing with Goga is that um, he had some good run in that Bucks game, didn't play against the Wizards, and di- and barely played last night against the Thunder. So is it? do you think it's a stretch to say that his time on the team is uh, uh, ticking down? Um, I, I, I don't really see him on the team next year. Like, realistically, I mean, I, I don't know any team that would see any potential in Gogo Batazde. Like, he hasn't really showed any potential. He's shown that he can be a solid backup big. Um, and, and it, you know, playing him, like, a good, like, 10 minutes might not hurt your team too much against, like, a backup center. Um, but on a on a team like ours that like is looking to rebuild, and we already have a surplus amount of centers, I really don't see him staying. Exactly, and especially, especially if Jalen Smith uh, leans towards staying, then yeah, Goga can kiss this team goodbye. And we we've loved the time with Goga. He's been one of our better favorite players to watch, and we make memes about him all the time. And he's he's a really fun and really sweet dude. Um, I've met him before. Um, oh, you did, but. Yeah, I yeah I've, I've I've met him before at one of the Pacers games, and he's a really cool dude. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but uh, I don't I don't think I don't I don't see I don't really see his future with us. Yeah, yeah, I I don't see a future where Goga Batadze is on this team. Besides, maybe like if he wants to take like a year with our G League team. But the thing with uh, him being on our G League team is that he's too good for the G League. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's a problem with Goga. When you're too good for the G League but not good enough for the NBA, you're kind of stuck. And what I think Goga could benefit from is maybe a couple years overseas where he learns more of the game and uh, 
um, uh, gets more used to the NBA pace because right now he's like he's a boy amongst men despite his size. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of boys among men, um, has no correlation whatsoever. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, um, preceding uh, All Star Weekend, and uh, you know, All Star Weekend was fun. Yeah, uh, hell of, yeah, he, really he got fun. The, Steph, uh, he, Steph Curry went off. Uh, you know, championship, um, so you know we love, we love that. Absolutely. But uh, after that, you know, Tyrese has been on a little bit of social media. He's been on. He was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. Yep, old and, man uh, in the he, three. He's been taking shots at the Kings. Yeah, yeah. L- let me let me pull up this. Uh, let me pull up this quote right here by the man himself. Um, and uh, and while you do that. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I listened to the entire podcast, and he was uh, he was talking about how he spent the better half of his uh, All Star break um, packing his things from uh, Sacramento to Indiana. Yep, yep. And he's also t- he also talked about how uh, the the G the Kings GM like he didn't like there was really no sentiment um, upon him like being traded. He was just kind of like goodbye, Tyrese. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and he said it himself. He said he got traded within half an hour. Half an hour of them telling him he was untouchable, he got traded. Yeah. Which is, and, um, I, mean, I really don't understand. And, and I, I, yeah, I really don't understand why. Because, let's be honest, half an hour before the trade was finalized, you were in talks with the, with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's not like, it's not like half an hour later this revelation came and you said, oh, we should trade Tyrese. You were in talks yeah. before. So it's just it's just so, really so, and just like not tell him for those like and and we they talked about it too like they they try to offer us um, De'Aaron De'Aaron they try to offer us De'Aaron for Sabonis uh, we told them no and uh, and somehow they they give us uh, Tyrese Halliburton yeah, instead I, and Tyrese I mean, and Buddy and uh, here's the yeah. uh, here's the uh, the big quote that Tyrese had this was about Tristan Thompson. Um, again, this was about Tristan Thompson's short time in Indiana, around a week. But here's the quote. Tristan joked with me that him coming here was like uh, his big brother dropping him off at school. My favorite part was that he didn't have a tribute to Sacramento, but had one for Indy. And people took that as a shot towards Sacramento. I mean, that's what I would take it as, too. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, again, I, I doubt they, t- they told Tristan any time prior. But, you know, a player like Tristan Thompson, you got to always be aware that, you know, you're on the move. But, like, just to, to throw Tristan, Buddy, and uh, Tyrese to the side like that with no, with no even, like... Yeah, with no, with no, with no prior it's, talk. Yeah. It's just really stupid. It's just really stupid. And uh, talking about, and but and, 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 and I mean, Ty- Tyrese knew that he was, that he was on like you know Tyrese knew that some you know some talks were going on with Philly, but like no talks with Indiana. Where yeah, he, yeah, to he, Indiana. He, the, I mean, the GM didn't even didn't even make him aware that anything anything was happening. So exactly. that's probably where the sentiment comes from. Exactly, exactly. And people are saying that uh, Tyrese is being corny. Tyrese is uh, starting to take it too far. I, I personally don't believe that. I really don't believe that. I mean, you think I about it. I, I mean, you think about it. If your team, the team that you were on, said that we're not going to trade you, you are untouchable, don't worry, you're going to stay here. 30 minutes later, they say, all right, you're going to Indiana. For Demontis Sabonis, and I remember, I remember part of the podcast too. He was talking about I'm the only person that actually wants to be. Yeah, there. yeah, ex- like, exactly. Like, like we, free, like free agents, like nobody. First of all, Sacramento's a small market, even though they're in California of all places. Second of all, if I'm a big name free agent, and you know, I'm if I'm like the LeBrons of the league, and my contract is up, and it's time for me to to make a decision to move to either you know, to move to a team in California, I'd rather live in in a place like the Bay or live in Los Angeles rather than Sacramento. Then Sacramento, That's literally exactly. what he said. Exactly. And, exactly. And, but, but he embraced being in Sacramento. Exactly. He embraced, he, like, yeah. he, 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 embra- he embraced the city. He embraced the state. And for them to basically throw him to the curb and say, all right, we don't need you anymore. Um, you can, you're, you're, off to, you're off to Indiana with barely any notice is just really stupid. Yeah. Really stupid in my opinion. And uh, even right now, they're they're you know uh, the Kings are playing a game right now, uh, and you know we're praying for them. Hopefully, they make the uh, the play in. They just lost the game to the uh, to the Nuggets. Um, 
what is that, two and four with Sabonis? I believe so. I believe so. Two and four with Sabonis. And I mean, shout out to Sabonis. Dude's been balling out lately. Not saying he hasn't. But, uh, you know, we again, we just don't really see how Domas puts you over the hump or moves, you know, the needle really far. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we love Domas. We think he can be a good two, three guy on a, on a champion, not a championship contender, but like uh, a play, a playoff contender playoff yeah yeah a team that a team that's looking to do something in the playoffs but um then again uh having the guy as your number two behind someone like De'Aaron Fox is just not gonna it's just not gonna move the needle I mean maybe if they had Fox as a two Sabonis as a three and then another big star that could work but the the at the spot that the Sacramento Kings are right now with them having but also having Harrison Barnes Sean Holmes all those guys and the spot that they're in right now, I can't see them being anything more than a playing team that can maybe get like mm. push push the one seed to five or six games. Yeah, you know, in a team as a team that should be going in a rebuilding direction. I mean, Harrison Barnes, you should have moved him. Uh, you should be looking to move him in the off season right about now, uh, barring uh, no bonus trade. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, you should be you should be looking to to to. To move or to to move Rashawn Holmes to keep Rashawn Holmes, but like now Rashawn Holmes is playing off the bench. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because of Sabonis and like it's like Sabonis, Rashawn Holmes. You sign him to that contract to be a starter level talent, not to come off the bench. Yeah, for Demonte yeah, Sabonis. yeah, exactly, exactly. It just it just doesn't make sense. And then them re-signing Buddy Heel to that bad contract and then putting him in trade talks the next season is just stupid. Yeah. Like I want Sacramento to do good, but at the same time, it's like you guys got to have your priorities straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's how you put yourself in this position. There's really nothing we can do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, um, I uh, Sabonis, I'm gonna be rooting for him. I think uh, him and Fox are a good are a good combo. But I think I've said this to you before. I haven't said this on the podcast, but I think in two in two seasons when his contract expires, he's going to the Portland Trailblazers. Oh yeah, we yeah we are we are we already clicked up the narrative. You remember, uh, is going where his father played. Yep, you his know, father Arvidas Sabonis. Sabonis, Sabonis, two and one, bring Portland back to the promised land. Yep, uh, exactly. Him and Dam- him and stuff. Damian Lillard. I mean, if Portland is serious with this uh, whole Damian Lillard thing, which I don't know what they're doing. Like maybe they're yeah. trying to dump off salary to get a big free agent, but um, we'll see how what happens with that. But maybe in twenty twenty four, I believe is when Sabonis' contract expires. Um, he could. Put, I think he. I think he will go to the Blazers because realistically, I can't see the Kings being anything more than maybe a seventh seed. Maybe. Yeah. And that's still in the play-in, so like I, I really don't see them being a top six team anytime yeah. soon. Exactly. Exactly. And we want. And I, mean, the- I don't even know if I can say. I don't know if I can say seven because right now. Seven is the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, and and, and I don't. Uh, yeah, we don't. Obviously, you know their offense is going to get better as yeah, years go along. Exactly. We don't think we don't think the Wolves are going to slow down anytime soon. So at this yeah. point, it's at this point, it's like the Kings have uh the Kings have kind of stagnated. I think right now they're as good as they'll ever be with Sabonis and Fox. And and then they, and then you get you know teams like the Pelicans. Uh, we're praying Zion comes back soon. Exactly. Comes exactly. back healthy. Um, well, that's that's Zion. It's just like all that's these Zion like teams, and, and then and then like next year, next year maybe you get a healthy Clippers, maybe uh-huh. you get a healthy Lakers. And yeah, the, like, the Lakers may retool. Yeah, so just like all of these things happening, and the Kings trading for Zabonis, it's just I, like it, it it doesn't make sense to me as yeah, of right now. It, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And uh, people are saying that uh, the tra- the reception on the trade or the the PR since the trade happened hasn't been exactly balanced. It's been pretty lopsided in Tyrese's favor. Well, uh, obviously, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you give us a player that everybody had their eyes on in Sacramento, and and you put him on a team where he can really flourish. Like, I mean, I I put all my eyes on him too. Yeah, exactly. I I I I I'd be talking about him a lot too. And one more thing we need to discuss. Um, I almost forgot about this, but our boy Malcolm Brogdon came back from injury. Oh yeah, Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm. I mean, uh, we eased him into the game too. I don't think he played much of the. Yeah, he, he didn't play. He didn't play. He didn't play any of the fourth quarter or overtime. Yeah, so you know, 
I mean, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon is, you know, one of our favorite players. He's been one of our favorite, one of our, you know, we liked him more than Sabonis when Sabonis was. Yeah, really, out. really. We did. We did. We really did. So, you know, and, and to, to have him back is great. And, and he just, you know, he, he continues to show us that, you know, mix of, you know, rebuilding, but also still wanting to be good that, yeah, that the uh, that exactly. the Pacers are trying to emulate. I mean, talking about, so, Brog- you know, talking about Brogdon's stats last night, he had 15 points, four rebounds, four assists. But what was more mm-hmm. eye-catching was uh, how he was playing. He was playing more off-ball to Tyrese Halliburton. He was playing shooting guard, yeah. which is what we've been begging for for the past year or so. Yeah. So like, we, you know, Brogdon's a great player, but but, we, but you know he's a much better player off ball. Way better playing ball. off ball. In fact, in and fact, his on ball creation is kind of iffy. So. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you remember, uh, that's why the uh, that's why the the Bucks let him go, even though he was a restricted free agent. They let him go because he said he wanted to play point guard, and the Bucks didn't let him. Because they already had uh, they already had uh, Bledsoe. They already so. had Eric Bledsoe, which I mean. Honestly, if we were going off point guards, I'd rather have Brogdon than Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. I, Eric Bledsoe, uh, come playoff time, is not your, yeah. your best, uh, your Re- best regular, chance at regular the se- Yeah, regular season-wise, he's okay. But when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, if we remember that 2019 playoffs against Toronto, he absolutely shat the bed. Absolutely. Brogdon, I, I remember correctly. Brogdon was actually good that series. Brogdon was very good. He was catching the shooting. He was uh, balling out for the for for them that yeah. series. But, but you know, but the but the team got schemed around, and Giannis was being exploited. So, and you know, you let your teammates shoot. That's basically what they were telling him. And Eric Bledsoe, he wasn't doing any of that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now that we've talked about the, uh, we talked about the game. We talked about the All Star Weekend. Um, I think it's time for. Um, I think you know what time it is. It's time for questions. It is question time, yes, sir. It is question time, and uh, this week, and uh, this week, since we didn't do your questions that much justice, we only answered like a few. Um, this week, we've got uh, we've got a good amount of questions to answer. And uh, I think you guys, if you guys made it up to this point, thank you. But uh, I think y'all want to stick around for this one because these are some of your questions. You, you, the listeners, these are some of your questions. And again, you can send in your questions uh, uh, to my Twitter, T Y R E S three H H A L L on Twitter, the house that Cammy built. Uh, these are questions that I picked up earlier this afternoon. I tweet every afternoon asking for questions. And these are what you guys asked. So, first question we got. Sorry, starting with our first one, uh, we have our we have a question from our good friend Cody. Yep. He asked us um, favorite not non top ten prospects, or if you haven't looked that far yet, who's your favorite as a whole? Um. Well, non top ten prospects. I'm not too sure. We might have to. We might have to get on that soon because we do have the Cavs pick. Yeah, which is at around number eighteen right now, so we might have to look up uh, who we want to draft with that pick. But if we're talking about who's your favorite as a, as a whole, I mean, I, I'll let you say it because I know we have the exact same person in mind. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's uh, Jaden Ivey. It's right? Jaden Ivey. Yeah, per, Purdue. I mean, in house dude. In Indiana guy, Jaden Ivey from Purdue. He great goes, he perfect gr- fit on this team. Yeah, um, perfect fit on this team alongside alongside Duarte and those guys. Uh, but he, he's a small forward, right? And yeah, he's a, he's a small a really forward shooting guard. Scorer. He's a really good scorer, and we think he fit perfectly uh, next to uh, next to our dudes that we have currently. So we really want him over here. Yeah, yeah, and, and and he's projected to go to Indiana. Almost everybody has him going to Indiana in a mock draft, and everybody's basically agreeing that him going to the Pacers would be a good move as. Uh, Pretty much everyone agrees that Brogdon is going to be traded, hopefully on draft day. Um, and, and, and you know Indiana. We, we love our in-house dudes. We yeah, love Purdue. Exactly. Purdue, IU dudes. Yeah, so exactly. Butler. We got to talk, talk about Butler products too, like uh, Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. J- Keelan Martin. Mm-hmm. Hell, the only reason hell the only reason why we were targeting Gordon Hayward uh, last year in free agency or the year before or in a trade was because he was a he's an Indiana guy. Yeah, 
and you know uh, Dom and I we weren't uh, we weren't really we weren't too thrilled about the idea of getting Hayward, but you know uh, the fact that yeah, we are we targeting really, we really weren't we really we really did want that contract. yeah we did not want that contract and for Miles Turner no yeah but, but um uh, and, and if if not if not Jaden Ivy you know there's other forwards like uh, Sh- uh, Shadon Sharp. Shade and Sharp, really but uh, we don't know if Sharp is going to commit, if he's going to commit to the draft, but if he does, we wouldn't mind oh, having okay. him. Yeah, uh, Banchero, of but course. I, I know for certain, like, the position we should be looking for is, like, a forward kind of dude. Yeah, a Just wing, a wing. Forward. Yeah, a wing. Because... Like right now, I mean, even, even shoot, if we should, if, if if the, 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 the draft the balls, if they, if they give us the second pick, then hell, throw the balls to the wall, draft a Jabari Smith, draft a Pablo Banchero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if you get to the... And, fir- and, if, if, and if, slide if you, O'Shea to, yeah. the, to the three. Yeah, if you get a first or second pick, you shouldn't be worried about fit. You should be worried about who's the best player. Yeah. Yeah, I, de- I, I definitely Chad, agree with that. Holmgren, trade trade Miles Turner, get Chet Holmgren, run Chet Holmgren at power for it if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. And talking about Miles Turner... um. Um, even though we don't like to, even though we don't like to mention it, he could get traded soon. Yeah. And, and a world without Miles Turner is crazy because like, I mean, he's been wonderful, you know, in-house dudes. Like we've, we've loved everything that Miles Turner has brought to us from, you know, since, since, uh, 2018, I don't even remember when he got drafted. But, 2016, you know, I believe. Yeah, one of my earlier memories of him was in that uh, that Cleveland series, even though we lost. Like I, I loved his play. In- yeah, he had a fantastic. He had a fantastic series. Exactly, and um, but uh, yeah. Okay, next question. All right, next um, question from from Davey. We got. Uh, how would you feel if the Pacers drafted slash signed LeBron, Bronny, and Bron? Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of my fav- this is one of my favorite questions I've ever gotten. Um, of course, LeBron did say during All Star Weekend that um, whatever team Bronny goes to, he's gonna sign there and he's gonna play out. Not maybe if not the rest of his career, then at least one season there. And I mean, uh, looking at where Bronny where Bronny's career is headed, I believe he's entering his senior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, he's entering his senior year of high school, and provided that I think he is going to play only one year in college. So, uh, assuming he plays one year in college, he will be eligible in the 2024 NBA draft. And around that time, um, I think if the paces are still bad, then I'd be pretty surprised. But um, more than likely, it's going to be like an OKC or a Detroit that gets Bronny. But hey, if, so. if 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 Bron because the thing with Bronny is that uh, th- no matter how bad he plays in college or in his last year of high school, he's gonna get drafted. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, LeBron's LeBron's yeah, yeah. obviously gonna get drafted. Yeah, on the exactly. And then and in then the first round. Yeah, and then LeBron doing his farewell tour on the team that drafts him. That's enough. That's enough enticement for him to go in the first round, I believe. If we mm-hmm. do get Bronny, then it's gonna be very awkward. Because a lot of Pacers fans, I don't, uh, y'all probably know this. A lot of Pacers fans do not like LeBron. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we share their sentiment. We 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 do like LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I did, love LeBron. He did give us the uh, the 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 send off in uh, 20, uh, 20, 2018. I mean, uh, I mean, if if we're being real, he gave us a send off in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, and twenty uh, twenty seventeen, and twenty eighteen. I mean, thank God he did like. <laughs> you know, we we weren't going anywhere with those teams, so yeah, yeah, very true, very true. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember this. I think you do remember this. There was an incident earlier in the season. Uh, the cat, the Lakers were playing in uh in Indiana, and uh, some hecklers got sent out of the arena because of some things they said about LeBron and his son. Because, you know, our our fans, our fans are insane. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. Yeah, so. But but yeah, we definitely we definitely do hate LeBron. I mean, you know, but yeah. having LeBron on the team, I mean, if he's trying to win us a championship, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean, we can uh, put all those differences aside. Even the worst, even even the worst possible fans, I agree, they're gonna get over that in like a week or so when we start winning games. You know what I mean? 
and, and that, that builds the narrative like, you know, LeBron sent this team home multiple times. And now he's back. And then, yeah, you know, and now he wants to play with them. It's like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome. You you are 100% welcome to come here whenever you want. We'll give you all the Connecticut water you want. <laughs> All right. All right. Our 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 next our next question is from our friend uh, Sixers fan zero. All star Maxi. Uh, he has dream off season targets. Okay. So um, talking about off season targets, I mean, I don't think it would be very wise for the Indiana Pacers to uh, go after a big go after a free agent like we did with Tory Craig or mm-hmm. we've done with like David West or something because we're not that type of team anymore. We're not trying to compete. Yeah. So there's really no reason for us to sign a bag to anybody. Yeah, like exactly. we, we don't need a we don't need a Jeremy Grant. Yeah, we don't need a Jeremy Grant. We don't need a Bobby Portis. We don't need those guys. Yeah, because you know Jeremy Grant, the thing he did with the Pistons, they were rebuilding, and he still, you know, he signed with them because he wanted to find his offense and he wanted you know, to find his offense with them. And, and remember, but, but then and, they still and, ended up putting him in trade talks. Yeah, and, and remember, remember one more thing. He wanted to play with a uh, with a black head coach and a black front office, so that's why the Pistons got him too. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I don't, I don't see why, I don't see how a Jeremy Grant type player would fit with what we're doing. Maybe if we were like one piece away from contending, then maybe a Jeremy mm. Grant guy would be good for us. But right now, um, the twenty twenty two Indiana Pacers, no, I don't, I don't see how uh, any of those offseason targets would work for us. I mean, dream offseason. I, I mean, dream offseason oh. targets. Um, we're talking about guys that we could get in the draft or maybe in a trade. I mean, we're talking about yeah. realistically picks yeah. and young guys. Picks and young guys. Like, you know, what we're looking for in offseason is, you know, trade a Moss Turner, trade a Malcolm Brogdon if you need to. Yep, yep, uh, Ricky Rubio. Draft. If, if, if Pablo Banchero says he loves Indiana, shit, throw everything at, you know, whatever team has a second pick. Yeah, exactly, exactly, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. We, we don't even we don't even care at this point. Like, like everybody, anybody on this team is expendable. Yeah, any anybody, anybody except yeah, anybody except for guys like twenty four and younger, basically. Oh yeah, any anybody na- not named Tyrese, not named Jalen, not named Isaiah Jackson, not named Chris Duarte, uh, is expendable. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not like we're holding. It's not like people are untouchable or anything. Besides those guys, and even when we're talking mm. about those guys, I'd really only put. If we were, if we would have to protect one person, I'd have it be Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tyrese, Tyrese said it too in one of his podcasts, or in 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 the podcast, he was like, you know, uh, Kevin, uh, Kev Pritchard. He told him, you know, we really want you to have a long career here. Mm-hmm. And um, and but you know, and, and he might think that oh, you know, Sacramento told me this too, but like Tyrese, we want you to have a long ass career. Exactly, exactly. And we don't have the track record that the Sacramento Kings do, thankfully. So, yeah. like, like we we if if we get a player and he's good, we love him. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Oladipo, you, Oladipo was the the love of our life. Yeah, like, Oladipo, we, you saw the way we embraced Paul George. We embraced all those. Yeah, guys. and and obviously our us our front office is is thankfully a lot better. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. Than than, when, than it was when we did have uh, Paul George. Yeah, even yeah, though that we is did pull true. off the Paul George trade. Yes. Um, but but you know, yeah. Um, you know, front office. You know, we really want Tyrese to be here, and uh, any anything in the off season is Tyrese. Just get just Tyrese. Make Tyrese happy. happy. Make Tyrese happy. Yeah. All right. So next question uh, comes from our, our friend Khalid Capstan. Yep, yep. He asks, uh, out of all the draft prospects this year, which one is the most? Uh, which what? Which one is your most controversial take for the player? The Pacers should potentially avoid drafting. Um, um, honestly, I don't think I really have one except for I mean I was talking about this in tweets earlier. Um, I don't I I'm not in love with Chet Holmgren as a prospect. I don't know how his. I was uh, about to say that. What was that? I was about to say that. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we have the same concerns. We don't know how his frame is going to hold up. We don't know how uh, he's going to like be able to bang with the guys down low. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
seven foot dude who's only you know one ninety six. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah he's got like a Manu Bol type physique, and we don't and I I honestly really don't unless he bulks up a lot, which if he does he'll be fantastic. But unless he bulks up yeah. uh, a significant like, amount, we don't he, know he, if he he's going to translate. That log jam at, at center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We really don't need a lot. Yeah, we don't need a guy like that. But that's really the only guy I think we should avoid drafting. And, and, you know, we talked about this earlier, you know, this draft is really like a top-heavy draft. Like, yeah, yeah. Outside of some, uh, some you know, G League dudes that are playing with the G League Ignite team and uh, and, and some, of, some of the dudes, like, you know, after the top 10, I really don't know any, like, yeah, other player yeah, that yeah. I think is, like, a sleeper pick. Like, yeah. Ayo Dosumu, um, who's playing great for the Chicago yeah, the Sh- Bulls. I watched a lot of his uh, basketball last year. I knew he was going to be, or I wouldn't say I knew he was going to translate to the NBA like he is right now. Right. I, I, like, I had like a good feeling like he would be a good player for the league, and he drops to the second round, and he's been perfect for him. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe he doesn't have an Ayo Dosumo kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I mean, maybe maybe we could be proven wrong later on. I'm not sure. Again, yeah. we're not big draft guys. Uh, we may have some, uh, we may have some guests on later on who are big draft guys. But um, as far as we're concerned, we just want the best possible player. Yeah. So if, it, if he's not Jalen Smith, uh, or sorry, if he's not Jaden Ivy, then we don't know a lot about him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another question by Cali Capstan. Uh, there have been leaks slash rumors about certain franchises using older jerseys to be their city editions next year. If the Pacers do this, which jerseys should be replicated, and would you like to see them the exact same or a more modern approach? I'll let you go first. So we were talking earlier, you know, obviously we have one of the better retro jerseys. Uh, we had the uh, we had the jerseys last year, I'm pretty sure, where yeah. it had like the Pacers the pinstripes, logo the pinstripes. in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, or yeah, yeah, it had the it had the pinstripe. Yep. Um, and it, but the, but you know, we like we love the jerseys that we have now. If if like if we could make those our permanent like jerseys, yeah, yeah, could, I I would like, definitely do that. The retros would be great. I definitely do that. Like, uh, I mean, our, our jerseys are are usually one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very and, true. I mean, they're they're never like really like the best of the best. They're never the worst of the worst. But everybody respects our jerseys. So yeah, yeah, you know, if, true. If we, were, if we were to bring it back, we wouldn't be too mad at that. Except for except for the if you're talking about bad jerseys, the Hickory jerseys were terrible. Oh come on, dude! Man, I never liked. You them. didn't like the Hickory jerseys? No, no. I love the Hickory jerseys, man. Why is that? Well, I never got the appeal of them. Okay, okay. I didn't like I didn't like the the the, the red top and then the yellow bottom. Like, yeah, exactly. So weird. But the white the white hickory it was like it was always clean to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I can respect that. But if we're yeah, t- yeah, if I if I pull up the, the hickory ones, all I remember is is George Hill in this jersey. Yeah, George Hill and Rodney Stuckey for some reason. Yeah, and, yeah. and this jersey brings me nightmare, nightmares of when we had them. But uh, but seeing uh, Oladipo in the in the white ones is always a good memory. Yeah, yeah. Another another Pacers jersey that I didn't like. Remember the twenty nineteen uh, the twenty nineteen uh, city ones, the or the gray ones with the the diagonal stripes. Oh uh, yeah, these ones. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Those weren't that good. So you know we you know. Uh, we're not the greatest uh, Jersey dudes, but again, we, we like to keep it consistent. Usually. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Like like the race car one that we had uh, a little, uh, what was it, last year or the year before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The race car ones in 2020. Yeah. Those are pretty good. All right, all right. Next one we next got. Question, next question. Yeah, next one. was, he asked us, uh, first Pacers maneuver you can remember. And I'll let you remember. All right, for me, it was the 2012 NBA uh, 2012 second round, which uh, which put the Pacers against the Heat, and I remember the Pacers were were definitely the underdogs in that season. We took the Heat to six games, and that was I think that was might have been PG's breakout series, maybe, but uh, that was when Lance was uh, stirring up a storm in, on, off the bench, talking shit to the the young the older guys on the team. And um, that was just a really fun series. I think we might have been able to win that series, but um, 
that was a really fun series. We were a young team, and that was my first memory of being a Pacers fan. And I, I started following the team, and uh, the next year was 2013. We had a fantastic season and got bounced in seven, of course. What about you? Me? Um, it, it, it might not even, it's not really like even a basketball play. It's really just like Paul George, uh, Mountain Dew commercial is like the most, like, that's when I was like, oh yeah, I really fuck with this dude. Like it was just like a funny ass commercial and I just really like, and then the, the, you know, the deep range three where Paul George just shoots it up against, uh, Detroit. And oh, like yes, yes. And absolutely. like chewing on his mouthpiece. Yes. 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 That I remember was like, that. That, that. That's when I was like, "Yeah, like this dude's this dude's amazing." Yeah. 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 I remember that. I rem- I I I have a weird I have a weird rem- I have a weird remembrance of that Mountain Dew commercial. Uh, of course, if you're yeah, watching, if you're it, if you're watching, everybody made fun of the, the ball game thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that I think the ball game one was a Gatorade one. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was a Gatorade commercial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but I, I mean, all of those commercials, like, like th- those aren't even bad commercials. Yeah, they weren't funny. bad commercials. It's just, like, what Paul George did in the 2020 playoffs. And, like, him, that, that they overlaid that, remember, ball game and then him hitting the side of the backboard. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, we, that was in Pacers, Paul George. So we, we don't care about that. Yeah, we that. love Paul George. We like Paul George. Yeah. All right, next question. Oh, yeah, it was Gatorade, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah. All right, next yeah. question is from PXXSB. He says, uh, who is your MVP and championship favorites? I think mine. Um, I'm going to go with Joel Embiid on the Sixers. And for championship favorites, I'm going to go with either the Suns or the Sixers. For Suns, off, Suns out west and Sixers out east. Because I think now that the Sixers have Joel Embiid, um, now that they have a guy that can shoot and create next, alongside and be, they're going to be next to unstoppable. And I know they are going to have those off nights, but I think those are now that they have the team that they have, those are going to be more few and far between. And the Suns have just been killing it this season. What about you? Well, MVP for me is, uh, I think he's going to go back to back as, uh, Nicole Jokic. Right, right. Um, he's, he's, uh, I, I enjoy watching him a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people have different sentiment towards him. But uh, I really like uh, uh, Nikola Jokic. He's uh, he's currently at the sixth seed. I think he can still win some more games. I yeah, think I, I mean, yeah. If Murray and MPJ five. come back, then yeah, I think you got to get to that four or five before you really consider yourself like, okay, I'm blocked for MVP. Yeah, but uh, but he's been he's definitely deserving of it. Him and Joel, they were top two. Yeah, yeah. Him and Joel are without a doubt top two. And we could debate about who's the better player nonstop, but I don't, I don't want, I don't, I really don't want to get into that because that's a very toxic yeah. debate. But, but my, uh, my championship pick, uh, again, the 76ers, like they started the season out, like one of the bottom tier teams and you know, they, they battled and they're at the three seed right now with, uh, uh, a home court advantage. And and it, so, and remember, it's only going to get better from here with Harden. Yeah, and, and you know, adding, getting rid of a player who wasn't doing anything for you. Yeah, quite literally, adding, a player that was not and playing. Add, for adding you. James Harden onto a team that was already good, like offensively, it's like, dude. Yeah, the writing's exactly. on the wall. Like they're definitely a championship built team, and there's for, not a lot sure. of holes on that team. For they got sure. the right amount of defense. They got, you know, it really just depends on you know Joel. Harden and Doc Rivers, like you know, everybody talks about it. They're usually one of the people that jump in the playoffs. Yep, so yep, that's true. To and, be consistent, and, come playoff time. Yeah, and while we're talking about the Sixers, I think us and us and a lot of people owe Daryl Morey an apology. Oh yeah, the dude was sitting around. We we thought he was just you know waiting. We thought he was doing a Tyrese Halliburton trade. Yeah, yeah, Thank exactly. God he did. They lost Tyrese Halliburton. Exactly, exactly. And, and in fact, in fact, uh, if you remember. Um, when uh, around, uh, I think it was summer of 2020, no, not summer, but like um, around uh, off season of 2021, um, Brogdon, was in, Brogdon was in talks to get traded for Ben Simmons. We were about to trade for Ben Simmons. I, I really, oh yeah, the Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons trade talks, man. That was, yeah. a, that was a tough period, man. I, was I, I really did period. want Ben Simmons. Yeah, we really did not want Ben Simmons in hell. Even though we don't like the extension, when Brogdon got extended, we were happy because we realized that he can't get traded for Simmons anymore. Exactly, exactly. 
because I mean Ben, ben is, you know, we, you know, hopefully Ben balls out with the Nets. Whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, he's him. gonna be, he's gonna be solid for him. But um, but you know, to, you know like the, the way that the Pacers were thinking about it, like they wanted to rebuild around a uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, you can't DeMontis rebuild Sabonis. around a guy like Ben Simmons and Sabonis, and especially like, that, like, that, like that, oh that, my god, yeah, especially that spacing. Even if Ben starts shooting more, it's gonna be horrendous. Exactly. And I think now Ben that, isn't. That, I think I think that the pace, so. Yeah, I think now Ben is in a good, good, good place with him being in Brooklyn and him getting ready to play soon. Uh, we'll see what that team does. I'm pretty excited, and them lifting the vaccine mandate for Kyrie soon. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens to that team. I- I'm excited yeah. for sure. Next question we got from our friend Sam. He asked, uh, "Buddy Heel trade destination for the off season." Yes, yes. And we actually we actually got a few here. Yep. So right here, let, wanna, me, you know, let me pull them up. Th- this comes uh, courtesy of our uh, our third man, uh, Juke Dubs. Shout out Juke Dubs. He's uh, I don't know where he's at right now, but I'm sure mm-hmm. he's gonna be watching this. So shout out mm-hmm. to you. You can follow him on Twitter at Curry Piston. Yep, yep. Follow him on Twitter at Curry Piston. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, last last week he was the one that basically held this podcast together. Yeah, so yeah. We, we, we wouldn't have even known how to we, sort this podcast. Yeah, exactly, week, exactly. So. Big shout-out to Juke Dubs. I know he's I know he's listening right now. Shout-out to you, man, and uh, he's definitely going to be on as a guest soon. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, but he, he gave us, like, two really solid trades. I mean, uh, Buddy Kill's contract is obviously really big, so we're going to have to pair it for, you know, either one big one or – uh, two, two, you know, medium uh, yeah, size yeah. contract. So the first, so, uh, the, the first offer is a uh, uh, healed to Dallas for Davis Bertans, Josh Green, and a pick. And the way he, the way he, uh, reason, the way he uh, talked about this was he said he's a good fit next to Luca, a great def- uh, a good fit next to Luca, an able defender, able ball handler. Obviously, a top-tier shooter, all that stuff he's good at. And Indiana gets a young player in return and a pick, with that being Josh Green. Yeah. So, like, without the pick, I really don't see us doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not because Davis like Bertans, I can't see him on this team at all. Yeah. You know, Davis Bertans, I mean, Davis Bertans, the, the, the belongs on a contender. Like, you know, he's just going to, like, provide you floor spacing off the bench. Yeah, it yeah, might not exactly. Spacing, but he's going to floor space. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. If we do, uh, if we do get a guy like Bertans, it's it's probably gonna be as uh, a salary filler. Maybe he's gonna play with us for a year and then we deal him again, or maybe we mm-hmm. just trade him outright. Maybe it's a, tr- a three team trade. Yeah, but yeah. but I mean, jo- Josh Green is he's not terrible. Yeah, he's Josh a, Green's all right. Like, he's a solid young dude that you know that can play uh, good rotational minutes. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Good. Him and uh, that that I think. Uh, what we're getting for that trade, the big part is that 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 pick, which I think is going to be a first round pick. Yeah. And I know. And then, and then uh, the second one that you that you gave to us was the Wolves for Malik Beasley and a pick. I don't. I um, I really don't hate that one. I'm going to be honest. I really. I I actually I actually think that one's decent. Yeah, I, lo- I love Malik Beasley. I like Malik Beasley. I, I, don't, I don't really see. I don't really know. Uh, I mean, Heald is is obviously better than Malik Beasley, um, but it, it, I mean, it, it, if the trade, if this trade did happen, we would be happy. We just don't know if it, if it's like realistic. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a bit, a little too good to be true. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I I but wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't hate it. I, I wouldn't hate it. I like Malik Beasley and that pick with the Wolves. They're still going to be a eh team, but uh, I don't see it happen. The Dallas trade, I could see happening. And uh, he also he also mentioned um, heel to the Suns for Shamit, Payne, and a pick. I can't see that happening at all. To the Jazz yeah. for uh, Clarkson, young player, maybe. I'm not sure. But um, I think out of these, yeah. out of these, I like the Dallas one the best. We just, we just know that, you know, Buddy Hill, he's a, he's a good player, and he deserves to be on uh, a contender. So, yeah, any contenders, hit up our phones. He's, he's, he's yeah, yeah, hit us up because team. now Kevin Pritchard, Kevin Pritchard is free from the shackles of Herb Simon, and he can actually start making deals. Yeah, so, you know, Kevin Pritchard is in his uh, is in his bag as of late. So we're hoping yeah. that he he's facts, facts, that, facts. Yeah, uh, you know, we're hoping he can stay consistent with these good ass trades and bring us to the promise line. Yeah, yeah. And uh all right, now that that's done with, 
we got our final trade. Our uh, not final trade, but uh, our final question is from not Kev. Um, he asks uh, off season decisions on vets like TJ and Buddy. TJ being TJ McConnell, and uh, we just talked about Buddy Healed. Mm. Uh, TJ McConnell. Uh, I don't know. You can you get him on a on a solid team. Maybe you send him to like uh, the Cavs or something. Cavs or the Cavs Lakers or something. Potentially the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backup point guard play, you know, and you know, again, it, like everybody that's on this team, if you want any, like we 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 should be like the OKC Thunder. Exactly, exactly. If you Basically, don't give us a yeah. First round pick, like we don't want it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. We need those picks. We need those young guys. And hell, if we traded him for the Lakers, I would take Taylor Horde Tucker. I'd be honest. Yeah, as long as they give us a pick with it. I yeah, mean, as long as they give, even though they don't... had a good game yesterday, right? Like yeah, 16 yeah. Points. That's true. That's so, true. I mean. There's some solid potential there, but you know, the, the the main thing we want there is the pick. So facts, absolutely. And uh, while we're talking about veterans, I'm gonna bring up one more guy. Our guy, T- another TJ, TJ Warren. Oh, TJ Warren, Bubble God. Yep, the Bubble Man. Um, who uh, ever since the bubble has played exactly four games for the Indiana Pacers, all of those being the beginning of last season. So uh, and and I don't, do you remember that Bulls game where he he came back and we were like oh yeah TJ Warren oh yeah like 20, I remember that he had like 20 nineteen points. twenty points yeah I remember that yeah so you know and that was with Ola Depot too we yeah like, oh, this 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 is the season that that was like, when that was when that was when we blew the the that was when we blew out the the Bulls and we had that uh, like celebration that like oh we actually might do something this year with a healthy team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But it you know, obviously didn't last very long. It did not the, last very after long after that Bulls game. He, was, I'm pretty sure that was literally after that game. He was done for the season. Yeah. And he, he played the Bulls play game. Like a basketball, yeah. the next one. He played the Bulls game, and then he had the two games against Boston. The one where Sabonis had the game winner. I don't and, remember that one. Oh, uh, it was like him. He had the game win over like I think Robert Williams, and then there was another game against Boston that we lost. Um. Uh, but after that, he was ruled out for the season with a uh, plantar fasciitis and I believe his left foot. And since then, it was around New Year's twenty, uh, New Year's twenty twenty two. He has not played a single game for the Indiana Pacers. And the dude, the dude has his haircut and everything. Exactly, like, he he switched from yeah. a cornrows to a fade. <laughs> it, it, he definitely had a had a crazy uh, year last year, and you know, hopefully, we can see him on a court soon. Whether that be for a contender, whether that be for us, but yeah, yeah, you know, any veteran that we keep, like we wouldn't be mad at it, like yeah. as long as they're teaching the young for, dudes. For like, experience, yeah, them. yeah. Like, like the dude left with the dude left with the dude left with cornrows, came back with a fade, and like we, we were, I don't think you remember this. We thought he, we thought the dude got murdered and got cloned. Like we, we we thought he was like we thought it was like basketball career was done. We just saw some pics of him in practice a few uh like a yeah, few days yeah, ago. We were like, like, oh, right, yeah, we were TJ Warren like, is actually alive. Yeah, this guy's alive and he's uh he's doing stuff, but uh remember it's uh it's weeks, not months. Remember that. That's true, that's true. Yeah, weeks not months. We we we've been hearing that for months, by the way. <laughs> uh alright, alright. Um, with that being said, I think I re- I think if we look at the questions, I don't think there's any more. Um, how many did we answer? We answered two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We answered nine questions. Mm. Nine questions um, tonight. Next week we're gonna we're gonna you know we really want this podcast to be about your questions. Absolutely, so like, it's about the people. Any, what the any people questions, want. Any suggestions? Absolutely, you whatever you want us to talk about, please hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. On on the comments, on the comments of the YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. And I was also noticing one thing when I was looking at the analytics on YouTube. I saw that seventy uh, percent of the people that watch the podcast on YouTube are not subscribed. That's around ninety people. So if you are one of those seventy percent, one of those ninety people, then uh, we would really appreciate you subscribing. Uh, we drop vi- we drop episodes every Sunday, unless stated otherwise. But uh, barring some barring uh, World War Three literally breaking out, um, we will be uploading every Sunday, uh, three p.m. Eastern time. Um, I believe that's uh, six p.m. Pacific time or what? Six p.m. Pacific time, uh, whatever other time zones you can you're in. Um, three p.m. Eastern time. 
You can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, But I think that's about it. Make sure to uh, show us some love. Um, If you tuned in from last week, we appreciate you coming back. If you're a new visitor, then uh, we appreciate appreciate you coming in. We hope you liked it. And uh, anything else you got to say, Dom? Uh, yeah, again, any any suggestions, man? Send them our way, man. We we you know we got a lot of room to grow, um, but we but we want we want to grow. We want to get better. We want to do more. With we this really podcast. do. We we, we have we have some big plans for this podcast. Hopefully, it takes off. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys stay with us for the ride. And um, um, that's really all. That's really all we got to say. I mean, anything you mm-hmm. anything else you got to add? That's everything, man. Thank you guys for the questions. Thank you for the listens, and uh, have a good Sunday. Absolutely. Have a good Sunday. Have a good rest of the week, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. See you guys.